When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. When I'm talking about trauma or pain to power in some of my workshops and speaking, I talk about the first one, which is the fact that part of you existed in your grandmother. The theory is for every female unborn child in a womb, they have all the eggs they're going to have to produce a child. So imagine if your grandmother was going through hell, whether, you know, she was in a part of a world that was experiencing war and she had all this stress. There is something that goes through to you. So there's a possibility you were born already with some predisposition, either social anxiety, elements of depression. And if you're predisposed to that and then something traumatic happens in your life, it might be a bit more challenging for you. But here's the thing, if we knew that, I mean, just finding out the history of your life without going down this really destructive rabbit hole. But if you knew that you might actually just care for yourself differently, you might actually find strength because in looking for that intergenerational trauma, also look for the intergenerational wisdom. Who are the badasses in your family? Because then you can pick up on that. This is episode 103. I am so happy that you're here and thank you for joining my show, your coach, Helen Yuskovic. I am on a worldwide mission to help people get confident in putting themselves first because I used to put myself second my whole life. And because of that, I experienced every unhealthy relationship possible. An unhealthy relationship with myself, my health, my wealth, my intimate relationships, my family, my friends and my career. I'm now living in an abundance that I used to just dream about. So I want to pave the way for you too. It's time, guys. It's time that you live in the life of your dreams as well. So let's take a step towards that right now. Here's subscribe to my podcast on your app now so that you always tune in to my new episodes. All right, we're back on the show with the beautiful Yemi. She's got great hair. I've covered my hair with my hat and I'm so excited to have her on the show. I feel like I've been trying to get her on the show for the last few months of my life 
and we're finally here. She's one of the busiest people that I know. And we were just catching up because funny story, I met Yemi when I was a personal trainer at F45. And this woman used to just motivate me so much. Every time I used to see her, I was like, go Yemi. I didn't even have to say it though, because she was just a go-getter. And it's a true testament to your character, <laughs> Yemi, because I learned so much about people as a coach with how they train and their ethic when it comes to training. So the minute I saw you, I was like, this woman is fierce. She is unstoppable. And that little part of life that we got to share together was so magical because I got to see you just shoot off like the star that you are. So welcome to the show. Mm. Oh my gosh, what an intro. Thank you for having me. I think you've, you've just taken me back because I need to go find that Yemi you saw like however many years ago it was. Was it four or five years ago? I need to go find her back because, you know, these lockdowns kind of took, took a little bit of an edge off of me. So I love that you just reminded me because, yeah, I, I was on fire, but it was matched Helen it was matched I remember you coming in there was something about your energy it felt like you saw oh it's gonna sound so woo woo it felt like you saw my soul like it wasn't me there was nothing about my body my skin my hair my nothing you just saw me and I loved that and I, I never knew what the name was I loved it and to be honest I mean Macquarie Park F45 where I met you is what made me fall in love with F45 and go on to open my own. So, hmm. Isn't it funny how you leave an impact on people and you don't even realize what sort of impact that was? Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Oh, such a beautiful reminder. I needed to hear that today. I needed to hear it. So thank you. I'm so happy. (laughs) (laughs) And Yemi, so Welcome again to the show. To the listeners that maybe don't know Yemi Penn, she is, oh, I don't even know where to start. She's one of the most unique people in the world. She has an amazing story. And before we kick off the show, Yemi, can you just tell us a little bit about your story, how you got to where you are today, and a few of the things that you've done in your life because there's just too many to mention. There are. I mean, I've just recently come up with this thing because people try to figure out what's the best way to introduce Yemi and to, to make your life simple and everyone. I'm a curious rebel. That literally <laughs> is the best way I can put it. But if I was to go a little bit deeper, so I relocated to Australia eight years ago. On paper, it was to get a job, but really it was me running away from trauma. I'm an engineer by profession, so I had an engineering job role. I'm really privileged to have a great education. But then I think about a year to two years in and doing the work on my own trauma, I started to realize, huh, what else can I do in life? Surely this nine to five hamster wheel is not the only way to go. And that was where my entrepreneurship kind of energy came through. And I started to take risks. I mean, risks that, you know, I have not been raised to take, like you do not leave your job. (laughs) I mean, and I'm a single mom to two kids. And so I started to get really bold. And I think that was because I was in my early 30s and I thought, I've got one life. It's it's just me. What am I going to do? Am I going to try it or not? And it was the biggest payoff. I mean, there was a lot of fear, but biggest payoff. And, you know, I went on to open up my gym in London. I opened up my consultancy. Um, I wrote my first book. I decided to 
start making documentaries and got shortlisted for film awards and invited for TEDx, invited to Jack Canfield's house in Santa Barbara. It just, it went nuts, to be honest. But look, that wasn't without the work. So it sounds all hunky-dory. And I'm I'm now in a different phase of life again. You know, I've literally just got back from Saudi Arabia. So there's a lot of jet lag in case I start gibbering. But just really, yeah, being a curious rebel about everything, saying, you know, being grateful for where I am, but actually also saying, what else is there? What don't I know? What can I look at differently? And and the results have been delicious is the best way to describe it. I love that. You've been so inspiring. I'm so happy that I've stayed connected Mm -hmm. on your social so that I can watch your journey because sometimes when I go to F45, I'll be like, do you know what Yemi's up to? Do you know that she's been doing this and she's been doing that? Because, yeah, when you're a trainer, you sort of get close to your clients. And, yeah, when you leave, it's it's heartbreaking for us. Um, but you did mention trauma just before. Mm. And for those of you that haven't heard Yemi's TEDx talk, I'll put it in the show notes because it's so... <sighs> it pierces, like, through your soul. Mm. And... I remember my assistant, she was working with you to help book this appointment in and she was like, so I had to listen to Yemi's TEDx talk and she's like, oh my God. I said, I know, she's an amazing woman. I'm so blessed to have her on the show. And Mm -hmm. so let's talk about trauma a little bit. Can you tell me how you define trauma and can you share your experience briefly and the journey maybe that it's taken you on because I feel like yeah this has been maybe the catalyst of how you just became so bold and took so many risks and just you just ripped yourself wide open for the whole world to be like here I am yeah I think I mean you the way you've asked the question is probably the best way to kick off. I categorically believe that looking at my trauma and cleaning it, as I say, is directly linked to my creativity. And it's the kind of message that I want to keep on sharing. So for me, I realized when I moved to Australia eight years ago, because I felt no one human, to be honest, I only knew two people. I would speak to one or two people and I'd share my story and I'd find out more people felt like they had gone through stuff as well. And so I wrote my first book and there was a chapter in the book called Childhood Trauma. Now, I didn't quite have a definition for it. And I'm now studying a PhD because I'm that curious. I really want to know more about trauma and whether it can be transformative. I believe it can. I just want to find out how can it be? And can we start looking at the transformative nature of our trauma? Because Helen, trauma is defined as a distressing or disturbing event. That's the most basic kind of definition. With my research so far, you know, when you start to go into the biological terms, it's like when your whole homeostasis, i.e. just the way your whole body is, is out of balance, it's out of whack. 2020 probably put everybody out of whack. Maybe a few might not have been, I don't know, and they probably wouldn't be classified as as 100% human, but a lot of people are out of whack. So if we know, and, and I'm not trying to trivialize other events, you know, people have PTSD from wars, people have PTSD from motherhood or not being able to be a mother. There's so many different things. But ultimately, trauma is where it just completely changes and impacts how you see your world because something you experienced was distressing. So for me, that first realization was, you know, when I wrote my book and realizing everybody else kind of felt, oh, that's happened to me too, or I know someone that's happened to. And I was like, whoa, so were you all only going to share this when I wrote a book? Like, are we all waiting for someone to write a book to share it? And that was when I realized, ah, oh, there's something deeper here. And I think that was when I started to find my voice. It was when oh. I started to say, okay, even though I'm an introvert, even though I really don't want to be noticed in a room, 
I need to start speaking because I am the person I've been waiting for to try to take the power away from what trauma does. And it went on from there. I started to be inquisitive. I did talk therapy, loved traditional modalities. I mean, I'm, you know, from Nigeria, West Africa, and we have so many different modalities that I may not have understood then, or the West has made it to be something that we should be fearful of, but in actual fact has so much wisdom. And so a lot of my research as well as, well, what role can traditional cultures play in healing trauma? You know, the minute I opened up to talking about trauma, which I really didn't want to do, if I can be really honest, I really didn't want to do it. Mm. It didn't feel like a subject that people were going to be excited to talk about. I'm not convinced media talks about it in the way that we should. But the minute I opened up, Helen, was the minute I got invited to submit, you know, my film to the Sony Film Festival was the minute I got invited to do a TEDx. And that that only happened because I was like, okay, yes, I'm ready to do the work on this. And I think that is fundamental to anybody who wants to make a major shift is is looking at their trauma wound. You are so fearless. Hmm. You are so courageous. That is so difficult to do for a lot of people. So Thank you for paving the way because Mm. if you've inspired me and you didn't even know, imagine how many people, we just spoke about this before, you've impacted around the world Mm. without even knowing. So thank you for shining that light. You said something amazing. I'm going to quote it. I don't even know if I'm going to name the show Mm. this, but you just said, I am the person I've been waiting (laughs) for. Yeah. Yeah. That's so powerful. I mean, look, very little knowledge is new knowledge. Somebody else has said that. I know Tarana Burke and Brene Brown said, you are your best thing. That's another version of it. But I truly believe that we are all the people we've been waiting for. It's weird. We've just been told somebody else is going to do that. And I don't know whether that's to do with our own worthiness, but my goodness, you are what you are looking for. And dare I say it, if you have experienced trauma of any kind, it's more than likely your superpower once you start healing it. And it's not very easy to accept that when you're in the trauma, in the pain. And I get that. Yes. But the minute you've got time to look at it, it's um, yeah, probably linked to your superpower. Yemi, it's time for your first curveball. Are you ready to play? Oh, gosh, you ain't playing. Yeah, let's go. Let me drink some water. <laughs> <laughs> so I didn't tell Yemi about this, guys. <laughs> So, Yemi, your first curveball, it's very easy, is can you tell us, the listeners here around the world, just a little bit about Mm -hmm. something you feel they wouldn't know about you? (laughs) (laughs) Something I feel they wouldn't know about me. The funny thing is I say this every now and again, but it depends on if they've listened to the thousand interviews I've done. I can't ride a bike. No way. <laughs> Helen just almost spat her coffee <laughs> wow. out. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I cannot ride a bike. To the world, one of the most basic things, you know, I have a half decent singing voice and I've sang at a few weddings, funerals. And someone said on my Insta, I said, Yemi, what is it you can't do? I said, mate. <laughs> ride a bike. <laughs> when they were getting right. <laughs> so I needed to be great at everything else. Yeah, it's funny. Even though I'm an engineer, my brain is not happy with the fact that there's only two wheels. So That's so interesting. I can't roll a blade or ice skate. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't even dare try that. Oh, you can't do that either. I wouldn't even try. If I'm not getting on a bicycle, <laughs> why am I getting on a blade? <laughs> That's mental. <laughs> I love it. All right, let's get back on track, Yemi. There might be a few other curveballs coming up. All right, all right. Back to trauma. Mm. How can 
trauma affect someone? So there might mm. be people listening and they you might have just set off a trigger to be like, well, actually, yeah, I do have trauma and I do see the world from a lens because of my trauma. And maybe if I didn't have that trauma, I'd see the world differently. How does it affect someone and how did it affect you? And mm. did you have any support systems? Yeah, oh, quite a few questions there. So do remind me in case I forget. I just, yeah. a couple of weeks ago, I was at Melbourne. It was the International Childhood Trauma Conference. And there was a great, it was, I mean, it, firstly, I didn't realize there were so many people, frontline workers. And a gentleman, Lou Casalino from the state, explained that when we ignore trauma, it can come in many different ways. And I've seen this in some of the conferences um, or workshops I've held. The body keeps the score. There's a book, um, Bessel van der Kolk. It keeps the score. Mm. So, and I'm not going to suggest this is everybody. For some of us, it could be weight gain. For some of us, it could be skin condition. For some of us, it could be actual ailments. For me, I have a rotator cuff injury, which I think I had as a way back then. But what happens when I'm triggered? A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Some sort of trauma response is that right shoulder starts to hurt more than anywhere else in my body. Mm. I take it as a signal. The minute I feel it, it's like, yummy, something is up. So let your body that has kept the score kind of do some of the work for you. And that's why I'm so grateful for my body, whether she puts on weight or she loses it, because she is telling me what is up. She is my signal and tells me. And so the minute my right shoulder's mm. hurt and I'm thinking, what just happened? Why is that bothering me? And it can be something as simple as I just had an argument with my partner. But here's the other thing. I'm radically honest and that has helped me go a long way and invite people to be themselves. I'm radically honest with myself. So my shoulder hurting has come from an argument. What is it I'm really fearful of? And it might be abandonment. Does this argument mean that this relationship isn't going to work? Now, I've managed to do the work really quickly, and that's what cleaning my traumas allowed me to do, is to figure out what triggers me. But there are so many symptoms that would show. I had a gentleman who came up to me, I had an event in Byron last year, and he'd explained that he'd had these rashes literally on his back. And he sadly had also experienced the kind of trauma I did, I did as a child, which was child sexual abuse. And it was only until he started talking about oh. it that that rash actually left. So for some of us, it really is that clear and it's not to panic you but to realize that if you just acknowledge it find that safe place to just acknowledge it 
it makes a difference. I now do different things. I mean, I, I do tapping, emotional freedom technique or tapping, as some people call it. There's something in repetitive movements that's extremely powerful for healing trauma in the now. So if I'm nervous and I'm going on stage, sometimes I just start with the tapping, just either of my own fingers or on my face if there's no one around. You know, I go back to my ancestors, slavery, humming was and singing was necessary. Mm. Mm. It used to be the vibration that would soothe that same vibration people have in their yes. mantras. So there are so many things that we don't have to go to necessarily therapy for, but can soothe you in the moment you're triggered with trauma. Because to be triggered means you're just reminded of what you went through. doesn't mean that you're going through what you went through again. It's the reminder. And we want to do the work so that we feel safe in those moments every time. And, and I, you know, I've given a few. Dancing is another one of mine. That, that's just ecstasy. I've seen you dance on your socials. Um, yeah, right. Yeah, you <laughs> have to. <laughs> and I get the kids involved as well. So, yeah, the, the body does usually tell you. Your mind, if you're really open and radically honest, that there are things you can do immediately to just soothe it until you can find someone who can help you manage it for the long run. I love everything that you just said because I actually have a book and it is about the body and mm. whatever you're feeling may represent something that you might be going through. Mm. And there was a time where I actually lost my eyesight and one of my mentors was like, Helen, is there anything you're not seeing clearly in your life right now? Wow. And I said, yeah, I've made two big decisions. So maybe I'll just pull back on those. So wow. I reversed those decisions. And then my eyesight started coming back a few months later. And then there was just a time recently where I got alopecia, so an autoimmune disease. Mm. And then I looked up what alopecia means, feeling unattractive and stress. And I was like, do I feel unattractive? Yes, I have been feeling unattractive and a little bit overweight because it was lockdown. I wasn't fitting into my clothes right and it was just like, okay, so my body's trying to preserve some energy so it's going to take my hair. So how can I give mm. it back this energy now? And so I do believe that the body does keep score and I'm so happy that you said that. And talking about that, right, with trauma and all the things that you go through, how do you stay sane? <laughs> how did, did you have any support systems? Was there anyone there to keep you safe? Like even when you got out of your trauma, how were you supported? I definitely believe we've all had more than one traumatic event. And sometimes the, the most trivial one can be the one that has the biggest impact. And that's why when people watch my TED talk, you know, I get a bit cheeky about the fact that we try to compare our traumas. And um, the one that I think has been the catalyst for the work I'm doing was me as a child. So as a child, I would have gone and spoken to a few people, but nothing happened because, you know, my uncle kept on coming around. As I've grown up, I've built, I've built systems. You know, I, I have friends who listen. You know, I did have this unhealthy habit for me it was unhealthy of having partners and telling them. And now in hindsight, I think I was telling them because I just wanted to be heard. But if I told the wrong person, they may have taken advantage and seen that as weakness. And it's really tricky. But from what I've researched so far, if you have that empathetic support system within the first six hours to three weeks post a traumatic event, the impact is not as high. Wow. Yeah. Six hours, ideally. But I mean, sweet Lord. Wow. Go, go yeah. figure. But if you have that empathetic system, then it's really like there's empathy either from family or friends. It makes a huge difference. So, you know, one of the psychologists in my last documentary, Kerry Howard, she talks about preventative measures, which I still don't understand, but I get it now. If we can get to things within those first six hours, 
to three weeks max, it makes a huge difference. I have a support system now. I mean, I've got a spiritual coach. I've got friends that I catch up with every week. We just do five minute catch ups because life is busy. And what it means is I speak it out. I don't let things have the weight to hold me down anymore. And my partner, who I love dearly, I mean, we're always having conversations about life. So that Mm. definitely helps. And it's one of my desires to build retreat where people can go for Alcohols Anonymous, but they can actually just go to to look at trauma. I know, girl. I feel a collaboration coming. Talk to you about that. (laughs) Yummy. It's time for your second curveball. Are you ready to play? Yes. Go on. Hit me with it. What is your favorite (laughs) form of self-care? I was going to think of this really great (laughs) answer, but I get these downloads and my favorite form is escapism. Escapism was also my defense mechanism, but I love to book hotels anywhere in the world, maybe sometimes just for a weekend. Yeah. Sometimes I need to be taken out of my environment somewhere else. And once again, creativity, I... I love it. And then look, if there's a spa mm. or a massage afterwards, great. Then it's just time yeah. and, and it's alone time. Like no partner, no kids, just me. You sound like my soul yeah. sister. And you said something before. Uh, was it Curious Rebel? What did you call yeah, yourself? Yeah, yeah, a Curious Rebel. I call myself a spiritual gangster. Ah, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny when you said that. <laughs> Yummy, how come um how come some people are able to heal and move forward mm. and some people just cannot let go? Yeah. How, how did you heal and what can you offer to those people listening who just can't seem to let go of their trauma no matter what they do yeah there's so many factors Helen and I want whoever's listening to firstly just be kind to yourself we are all so very different you know when I'm talking about trauma or pain to power in some of my workshops and speaking I talk about the first one which is the fact that part of you existed in your grandmother you know the theory is for every female fetus or, you know, unborn child in a womb, they have all the eggs they're going to have to produce a child. So there's some form of you existing. So imagine if your grandmother was going through hell, whether, you know, she was in a part of a world that was experiencing war and she had all this stress, there is something that goes through to you. So there's a possibility you were born already with some predisposition, either social anxiety, elements of depression. And if you're predisposed to that and then something happens in your life, traumatic, it might be a bit more challenging for you. But here's the thing. If we knew that, and this is where I invite everyone to be a curious rebel, if we knew that, I mean, just finding out the history of your life without going down this really destructive rabbit hole. But if you knew that you might actually just care for yourself differently, you might actually find strength because in looking for that intergenerational trauma, also look for the intergenerational wisdom. Who are the badasses in your family? Because then you can pick up on that. I think for me, without knowing it until you've just asked, there probably there is some intergenerational wisdom. You know, there are matriarchs who would have gone through major challenges and I tap into that. You know, when I moved over to Australia and people saying, Yemi, you're going to be the only person there with dark skin and, you know, referring to Australia as racist and so many things that could have made me not show up. And I remember thinking, but hold up, there are people who do not speak, who did not speak English. They were on boat. They came over regardless of skin color. They came over and they made it work. So what can I tap into that? So for those who do feel helpless, just sometimes Find the other person, either in your family or people who are famous, who go and read their story and tap into some of that wisdom. And it's work. It's a, it's a muscle. It's like going to the gym. We can't keep fit by going to the gym once. Mm. 
I, I think we will struggle to be mentally strong when going through trauma to just assume it's a one-time event. It's, it's continuous. And I, that's what I've done. Well, what's that thing that you have to allow you to keep moving forward? A bit of hope and, and my why. <laughs> you know, I have two wonderful kids, genuinely the best kids mm. I could ask for, considering I'm still trying to figure my own shit <laughs> out. But then there are times I think, oh my gosh, this is hard. I'm still trying to figure my stuff out. How am I meant to hold the space for two human beings? And so the minute I find myself going down that spiral, I come back to my why and think of the moments when there's pure joy. The moment when my son comes in and he says, oh, my gosh, I, play, I saved this goal. Or my daughter comes in and says, mom, I did really well in math, even though I didn't think those joyful moments come back to my why. I love giving. If I love giving to people who are potentially strangers that I've never met in an event, what a blessing to have it here. I think sometimes and you don't have to have kids. It could be a grandparent. It could be a sibling. It could be a pet, whatever it is my why. I need purpose. And it's a big reason why I left my typical nine to five job, because I needed purpose bigger than profit. I needed purpose bigger than status, mm. but no recognition. So finding out the, the why. And, you know, there's a fine balance because you can be, addi- I think I'm addicted to achievement. So I'm trying to ease the <laughs> if that makes sense, um, just to get the healthy boundaries. But your hope and why has been really monumental for me. That's beautiful. Yummy, it's time for your last curveball. Yeah. Are you ready to play? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I love everything around mindset. And your curveball is how or what do you do to pull yourself out of a negative mindset mm. and into a positive mindset? Back in the day, I used to like bit slap myself with really unkind words, but I don't do that anymore. <laughs> Honestly, it, it'd be exercise. Mm. I know it'd be exercise and trust me sometimes I am dragging like you just see if you hear someone's foot dragging across the road it's mine (laughs) I don't want to go but I know what it does the endorphins and and it it has changed that's why I used to go to the gym in the morning because I I needed to do it when my brain wasn't fully there I needed to rope I needed to be a robot to do it because it is tough but exercise whatever exercise does the endorphins my goodness give me some of that so that and if I can't do that then it's dance I put on my afro beats and I start shaking it to the floor and back up and I change my state immediately I'm going to put your socials on our show notes because I want everyone (laughs) to go and watch yemi dance but you can't bottle the benefits of exercise in a pill you just can't you can't drink it you can't you actually have to move you have to do it so that you get all of those beautiful endorphins but before you go today yemi I just want to ask is there Anything that you would like to share? Is there anything else that's coming up for you Mm. before you go? Well, no, I just want to say thank you very much. I'd love to connect with the audience. I don't know when this is going to be released, but I've got a QA and a on what it means to be a curious rebel coming up, I think, Mm. on the 8th or 9th of September. But if it's out before, then I'll definitely um, give you the link to share. Absolutely free. I think, yeah, we need the space to be be curious. Please share that link. But let me share that on our socials because I feel like my audience would love that. Thank you so much for your time today. I've loved chatting to you. And it's so crazy that the amount of time that has passed before I seen you last and mm-hmm. it's just so good to see you it's like old times <laughs> drop that, down and do some burpees girl that triggered my right shoulder <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> thank thank you. you so much for your time today, Yemi. Thank you <laughs> times infinity for spending time with me. It really means a lot. Putting yourself first will really help escalate your goals, your dreams, and I love being on the journey with you. So make sure you come and tell me on my Instagram at whole health, which is H-O-L underscore health and comment below this podcast photo to share your thoughts on my show today and if you enjoyed it please leave me a five-star review on itunes or spotify so that i can keep bringing amazing value to you i'm sending you truckloads of love power and joy bye for now Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.